0: What's up, Daddy Gang. It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. daddy, daddy, daddy. All right, all right, all right. We are fucking back. again for another episode of Call Her Daddy. Hello, you little fickle friend. What? Hello, Daddy Gang. Today, is a good day. I can smell it in the air. I can whiff it. Lair, big lair, is in the motherfucking house. My childhood best friend, my longtime roommate, my wingwoman, my partner in crime, my sister, my family, my person. Can you tell I'm madly in love with her? Lauren. Lauren. Have you guys missed her? It's, she's a friend of the show. We go way back. But you probably have missed her, not just because she hasn't been on the pod in a minute, but because Lauren deleted all of her social media accounts. And today she tells us what led her to this decision and how not having social media has impacted her life. It's so interesting to hear what life is like without it. Personally, I am quite envious and it's crazy because you, you'll you hear it it affects so much shit that you wouldn't even think it affects, like your workout schedule and your dating life and your family life and your friend life. Like literally every aspect has changed for Lauren since deactivating Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. So Daddy Gang, I am excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's I'm really proud of it and it's a great one. Lauren's incredible. And I think the themes we talk about in this episode – Every single person listening, you will be able to relate. Whether you have a private or public account, whether you have 500 or 500,000 followers, the stresses and anxieties and comparisons that come and surround social media are universal. So without further ado, here is
1: Big Lair. (laughs) I'm looking at you with printed interview questions in front of you right now it's so weird starting this
0: segment by treating you like an interview guest
1: I was trying to think have I ever been interviewed before and like I've never been interviewed outside like the context of a job interview oh it was one job interview I'm thinking back to it and hopefully that's not the vibe I carry in today if they were trying to like start off like light warm me up and they're like what's your favorite book or like what book had the most influence in your life I completely blanked. I couldn't think of a single book I have read in my entire life. Do you know what I said? What the Bible? Who's gonna question if I say the Bible was the most influential book? I'm not religious, but I got the job. That's honestly a great Good answer. Thing they didn't like ask me any questions. Do you know
0: Psalm 87, <laughs> verse two? Okay. That is not how this is about to go. Good.
1: I'm not going to like black out and like forget everything I know. Why does it feel so much more intense that I have a piece of fucking paper? I know. I was going
0: to put the questions on my phone, but I figured let's get... Profesh. Profesh. Lauren. Alex. Lauren. Hey. You deleted social media.
1: I did. How long has it been now? Maybe a little less than two months. Maybe a little less than two months. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I want to talk to you about this big decision because... We are the first generation that's really had it like not our whole life, but almost our whole life. And for you to just be like, peace out is pretty bold because I don't know anyone that's done that. Have you ever had a friend that's completely deleted social media?
1: I know one other person who's deleted her social media. And like, I know guys who like just like never really got into it. Yes. But like, it's I don't know many other people who like don't have it at all.
0: I wanted to have you on the podcast, one, because you're my friend <laughs> and I just wanted to see you, but two, to talk about this decision. So I want to go all the way back like I would do in any other interview. Ooh. And I want to ask you, what is your first memory of being on social media? Are we
1: counting AIM as social media? Like, oh. I guess no, because, like, that's kind of, like, it's not images in your yeah, face. Yeah, it's and not, like, curating an image and, like, a profile yes. and, like...
0: It's just you, like, sexting little wieners. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so
1: we're not counting Island Girl 9998.
0: We are not counting Island Girl, although that username is fucking fire.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: MySpace. MySpace.
1: Like. So I got MySpace in seventh grade. My parents were, like, completely, completely forbid it. They were, like, you can absolutely not get a myspace you could not get social media and obviously that made me want it more totally so i remember i was at Sam portnoy's house and i still had like the clunker like you know what i mean the like, big like dell yeah and she had this like that computer right over there like a brand new like mac uh, like desktop oh. and she's like let's make a myspace and i was like i'm not allowed and she was like you can just keep it hidden and So I made a MySpace. My parents didn't know about it. And like I had to sneak around so much, like go downstairs and like sneak on at nighttime. Like when I knew they were sleeping and then I had to be like so meticulous to like clear my internet history. history. Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't find it. I didn't clear the trash or something. And they found out I had social media and I was in so much trouble. And then did they make you delete it? Yes. But then I got back on again. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't let that stop you. Okay. So MySpace is
0: your first memory.
1: MySpace in seventh grade. Yeah. MySpace for me was the first
0: moment that I remember feeling like, oh wow. Like I'm not like as pretty as those girls and their like, and just looking at their profile pictures. So that was probably the
1: first like comparison I started to feel. Yes. I felt the exact same way. I went to public school. Yeah. So like before high school there were like three different middle schools and then when you go to high school all the middle schools converge so in 7th grade when we got MySpace I was able to see like all like the really popular girls at the other middle schools and like it was that comparison moment of like I was already having this middle school classic coming to age moment where obviously popularity was the biggest thing on my mind and before social media I'd only be really comparing myself to the girls at my school but now with social media now I'm able to see all of the girls and all of the middle schools around me this is like multiplied by 10 now I'm comparing myself to every single girl in every single middle school in the area would never have happened because I would have never known these people if like myspace wasn't a thing
0: what was your first like trauma around social media that's a dumb fucking word to use but like when did it ever like make you feel like shit in your young days or do you not remember that
1: Oh, well, the fucking obvious, the MySpace top friends. Yeah. That was horrible.
0: That was horrible. Like, you would
1: get in, like, a petty fight with someone and just, like, remove them out of your top and you'd be like, uh, like, what happened?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Like, so, ranking your friends. That's horrible. Yeah, that was so toxic. The idea of publicly
1: declaring who your best friends are, like, what? Oh, my gosh, you're triggering so many memories right now. Remember Snapchat used to also have the best friends concept and like you could click on someone's profile oh and God. it would show like who they were having their snap streaks with and like rank them. I had my high school serious boyfriend and I remember, I remember so vividly, I'd rush home from high school, I would get on the computer, Facebook on the computer, Snapchat in my hand. It was like right after school, you know, everyone would kind of like be online Right. I would click on my boyfriend's Snapchat and while I would be Snapchatting him, I would be watching me and this other girl trade places for one and two and (gasps) one and two and one and two. I'm like, but you're my boyfriend, but this girl that you're like, what? And I remember like feeling insane and being like, why are you Snapchatting this girl and me? And it was just like, I, I felt crazy. Dude, I forgot about the fact that you could see who people's tops were. I forgot that too. That's not a thing anymore snapchat served the purpose of like just breeding shadiness shadiness you could use your snap messaging the messages would delete yeah i feel like that like exacerbated like sending nudes
0: one thousand percent i think the first nude i ever sent was on snapchat
1: Yeah, we had, I remember we had an assembly because it became such like an epidemic, like a nudes through Snapchat epidemic that we had an assembly. Sending nudes, even though you think they disappear, they won't disappear. This is child pornography. Like our high school had an assembly about it. Dude, it's fucking crazy. It's essentially an
0: app where the messages and photos disappear. And if someone screenshots your photo, it sends a fucking alert. Like what? else is that supposed to be for other than sending nudes sexting and being shady yeah absolutely so that was snapchat then comes the rise of facebook facebook was a whole new beast
1: facebook basically paved the way for what is modern social media the idea of curating a profile and curating how you want people to perceive you
0: yeah, this was like the beginning of documenting your social life in order to prove your status.
1: In high school, cue the red solo cup. Oh my god! You go to like a basement party, yes. and you take photos in your basement party, and you upload like twenty five pictures of like you underage holding a red cup and like stumbling around a basement. I because we were friends
0: in high school, but everyone, reminder, Lauren and I didn't go to the same high school. Yeah, and your friend group I feel like was more advanced at first than what my friend group was doing and so I would see you guys always with like the red solo cups and drinking because of Facebook and I then remember starting to then post on Facebook like at the drinking parties yeah like did you ever make a decision because
1: of social media yeah I think that's what like got me into drinking when did you have your first drink I remember so vividly I I'm pretty sure when did you first get drunk?
0: Freshman year of high school.
1: Freshman year, like one of my, like my friend groups I was really hanging out with were like anti-drinking, like weren't drinking, had no interest in drinking. Like, yep. like if someone were to drink, someone would get mad at the other person most likely. Got it. And then like the people who were drinking my freshman year were like posting like these red cut pictures and like wearing these cute outfits and like that kind of like sparked my interest. Like I like wasn't like itching to drink. At all. And then like Facebook really erupted like our freshman year of high school. And then like I went to one of these parties and like I drank. Right. I agree with you. I would say that the
0: catalyst towards my interest in drinking was Facebook.
1: I was really innocent going into high school.
0: Yeah, you were. I was
1: really innocent. Like I don't think freshman year me would have drank freshman year if it wasn't for Facebook and like seeing the older kids doing it that like fucked us with like drinking Like I really don't I know for a fact without social media I would not have drank my freshman year
0: we were some of the first people to show up to college with digital profiles about ourselves before even stepping foot on campus tell me how social media affected you going into college like were you looking at your social media and curating it before you also got onto campus or no
1: so there's i think there's like two pieces here. It's tulane i went to tulane if yep. you don't know in new orleans um and i did not know anyone from my high school like i was the only person yeah i was the only person my year like my class going to tulane's so like i didn't wow. like know anyone going it's so like the first aspect for me was finding a roommate and i remember they made like a class of 2017 Facebook group and they're like if you needed a roommate you start posting like I need a roommate so then you start stalking everyone and sizing them up based on their Facebook to see like who you want to be your roommate there was this one girl who like we kind of like Agreed to be roommates, and then like this other girl came in who her profile looked cooler. So I made up an excuse and ditched the first girl and chose the second girl to be my roommate. Lauren, you vain ass bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Blame it on social media. <laughs>
0: You're like, honestly, you seemed cool until I saw this other fucking chick. Okay, so you get to college. Yeah. How did social media play a role in Greek life?
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, I don't know. I think I can say this. I probably can say this. Okay. Tumblr. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm remembering so much. So each sorority had their own like Tumblr because Instagram oh. still wasn't that it big at my freshman year. Yep. Each sorority, like there were seven or eight to choose from. Going into Rush, you would like. Go to each sorority's Tumblr and see what sorority had, like, the funnest vibe, the hottest girls. And when curating the Tumblr, it'd be, like, the same, like, 15 girls over and over in all the pictures. And I remember, like, later on, like, my junior year, I'm like well why am I not in my sorority's tumblr like why am I not featured on this like what am I not cool enough am I like not hot enough am I like not a representation of like my and I'm the secretary of the sorority I'm like on the chapter council but like publicly I'm not on really on the Instagram I'm not on the tumblr what kind of girl was like on the tumblr like the skinny blonde like right classic right and so wealthy I hadn't been exposed to this level of wealth yet like In high school, and now, like, I'm like, whoa. Like, these people were like vacationing in like the Hamptons and Martha's Vineyard and and, posting
0: all about it and like
1: on yachts and like spending summers in Italy. And And all you had
0: to fucking show for was the goddamn basement.
1: I was running those basements, though. (laughs) This is like what I was like, I don't know if I can say this, but I think it's public knowledge. And like, I didn't sign anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah, fuck it. So, before Rush, we would have to go to our sorority house. We'd be there for hours upon hours and it fucking sucked. It'd be like hundreds of people sitting on the ground, a giant projector projecting pictures from someone's social media. And we have clipboards and we have notebooks and we're taking notes and if someone knows them, they stand up and they're like, I met this girl, I'm gonna vouch for this girl. Like I met this girl and like, we hate this girl. We're blacklisting this girl. And you, you're flipping through this notebook, taking notes. And then like during rush, everyone has this notebook and you're kind of looking at it. It's like if you're matched with a girl, you're, like, you're looking at this notebook. Like what did people say about her? What was her profile like? And again, a majority of these opinions came based off social media. The system was so obvious that when I got dropped from one of the sororities that I wanted to be in, it came down to like, oh, so they, in the 10 minutes they met me, I either wasn't cool enough or I wasn't hot enough. Because that's all they know about me
0: fuck them Lauren okay um okay so you and you ended up loving college
1: oh I loved college and I live with one of my college roommates now and like the, I it was just a sorority life yeah sorority fucking fu- fuck the sororities
0: so let's talk about social media post-college so then I graduate oh yeah Lauren graduate she doesn't <laughs> drop out it's like she was fucking so miserable because those fucking cunts so you graduate college everything is fine yeah exactly henry fuck them fuck those bitches <laughs> post-college social media
1: after college i remember kind of feeling self-conscious because in college i had like the same six best friends and like so like i was so used to having like such good girlfriends around me and then i moved to new york city right after college, college and i remember like being self-conscious that like i didn't have enough girlfriends was this
0: when you were living in hoboken
1: Living in Hoboken, yeah. Got it. Well, right after college, I moved home for like a few months because I didn't know where I wanted to live yet
0: yeah and then
1: I moved to Hoboken with random roommates I found on Craigslist
0: that was like a a dark time I remember me and you both being like we have no friends here yeah
1: that's like the weirdest thing about like post-grad like you're so used to being in like this like world with so many friends and then like people move dude we
0: used to talk about it we would literally (laughs) sit in Slim Shady's apartment and we would be like we have no fucking friends
1: yeah we would go on the snapchat The Snapchat map Map. when you zoom out and it would like show like a heat map type of thing. Like if there were a lot of people in one area of New York City, it, it, it would be red and you could click and see what stories people were posting in that area of New York City. And like we would go to that area of the city. The fact that you can click on a map
0: and put yourself in and see like who's at what bar it's psychotic. And also, I think you're saying, Lauren, that is a good representation of that first moment that you felt shitty after college of like your college friends. There's nothing like it where you're like, you shit together, you eat together, yeah. you throw up together, yeah. you're sleeping in the same bed, you cry, your heartbreak, like all of it. Then when you leave, the fact that you were looking, it was social media. That was making you feel like you were missing out on a life and you were regretting being in one of the greatest cities exactly. in the world. I was
1: like, did I fuck up? Should I have not gone to New York City? But then I, at the same time, I felt a pressure. Like, right. I'm living in New York City. I'm making it in New York. I right. prove this like New York life that like, look at me. I live in New York City. And it's interesting to think back because I bet
0: you never were like posting in fucking Hoboken no but whenever you well, came the into the got city, in the, city
1: the, sh- the stories would start
0: going up right and so imagine then people that stayed let's say in Tulane or dispersed somewhere else in the country that and were looking at your stories they probably felt the same of like wow Lauren really made it she's in New York City and mind you you're over there like fucking miserable I'm being living like,
1: in Hoboken with two thirty year olds who I found on Craigslist
0: Dude, you and I would talk about it. Like, we were like, how do we get you the fuck out of there? Because every time that Slim Shady was on the road, you would sleep on the couch.
1: I had his away schedule posted on my fridge. So I knew exactly when I could leave Hoboken and get into New York City.
0: And as cool as it was at times to have this like slim shady lifestyle, like it wasn't real. Like then he would go to games and we're like I like,
1: wanted to like go pregame in like a small apartment yes. with like a group of people, yes, like that type of like, and we have were like still a group. In the point of our life,
0: we sound like fucking <laughs> losers. We're, like all we wanted to do is have more than one friend.
1: Lauren's like getting on Bumble BFF. <laughs> I was because you wouldn't go on Bumble BFF. You're like we have to whore you out on Bumble BFF, Lauren, and you get us invited to a pregame. Dude, the thing is, is like. I remember because it's we just would, hard being a loser. <laughs> Dude, this episode,
0: people are going to leave and be like, so the moral of the story is those girls are fucking losers. <laughs> but you're not a
1: loser if you call yourself a loser first. It, but the point is, too, is like, remember, we would see like those Penn State girls. I was envious. Like, how do you have seven friends in one city? Yeah. Like, I, how? There would be like seven girls in the, li- in the lineup, like, always. Where are they coming from? The, like, Can how- we borrow a few? <laughs>
0: like i remember we would always like how many different ways can you and i take a fucking photo together we don't even have someone to take the fucking photo for us okay glad we established that now
1: we're up to date and we're still losers
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah okay so what is the big turning point like why did you delete your social media Relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible it's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear. Well, gather round, Daddy Gang. sax.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to sax.com to shop for everything on your agenda. So what is the big turning point? Like, why did you delete your social media?
1: Uh, My account was always private. I didn't make my account public until we did that first episode together. The third roommate speaks. And that day when like we were filming that episode, I was like, I'm not teaching anymore. I'm in grad school now. I can technically make my account public if I want to. Like, let's see what happens. Right. In one day I made my account public and it went from 4,000 to 50,000 followers. And it was, like, this dopamine rush and sensation of, like, refresh, 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 watch the number grow, watch the number grow. That's, like, a new chapter of, like, my social media journey. Like, Because
0: I remember we did have a conversation. You were, like, should I make my shit public? And I was, like, I just remember being, like, get ready if you do. Like, yeah. here, it's a fucking, it's literally the Wild West Lauren. Yeah. Like, get fucking ready. And then I remember when you left and I think
1: we were texting and you were, like, Alex look at my page and it was like growing by like the second and then like when the episode dropped and then people started like I posted a picture of us yeah people started like commenting like oh my gosh I love you Lauren like love Lauren and Alex like yes. and then like then that took our friendship into like a new chapter of yeah. like being like a public, public friendship
0: what did that feel like because you had never felt the public validation in terms of comments and dms no, until that point in your no, life yeah. so it, what did it feel
1: like a fucking rush yeah like addicting yeah i literally i the episode came out right after i took the, my final exam and like i had pulled an all-nighter like two nights in a row one first to do the podcast and then then to study so i was so exhausted and like wanted to sleep but didn't even go to sleep and stayed awake continuing to read all the comments
0: and they were really positive.
1: Yeah, there were like a few mean ones slipping in. Yeah. Oh, I remember that was the first time that like, oh my gosh, I remember that so vividly. Like my first mean comment, I got someone commented and was like, hope to never see you on the podcast again. Like you're so boring. And like I like they commented like on my public page. like So
0: you go, you get a lot of love the first time and then a couple mean comments. Yeah. After that roommate speaks, your following continues to grow.
1: And then it started getting into like, oh, I was getting like some free sweatshirts here and there and like stuff like that. I'm like, well, this is fun because I was still in grad school. I was nannying and like I was like making ends meet in New York City. So I'm like any free thing that comes my way, like give it to me. Yeah. Then
0: we move here yeah we moved to LA
1: and then it happened again yeah where it was like literally the first day of living together in this house I think I gained like another like 40,000 followers in like a day
0: yeah dude that's fucking and I remember
1: like being like Alex I have a hundred thousand followers right now and like I remember like people from like college texting me and being like I just looked at your Instagram like what the fuck And I'm like I don't really know right <laughs> like I literally because we hadn't even I remember it, we hadn't even moved into this house yet because our furniture hadn't arrived right. and we were staying at your boyfriend's and I was staying in the guest room and I woke up in that get bottom guest room and I looked at my phone I was like I literally went to bed and like now my Instagram is like
0: I have a hundred thousand people. I also remember that
1: and I'm not an idiot. I'm I'm self aware. Like I know people were only coming and following me because I lived with you and like I was posting you and like they wanted like a backdoor look at like Alex Cooper's life. Oh, and they let me know that. Like people were ruthless. They were like, so fucking rude. Fuck you, you're not interesting. Like I'm only following you because you live with Alex. Fuck no- off. Noted. Got it. Fuck you off. Point taken loud and clear. Um, so I was sifting through that, like, oh, like, are they actually following me? But like they are and I'm getting this validation and like this, these positive comments. And keep in mind for context, at this point, I was a few weeks. Yeah, like a few weeks out of a seven year breakup. So like all in all, it was just like a nice distraction.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like anyone would fucking feel that way. I think anyone would have reacted
1: exactly how you did. Thank God I got into therapy pretty soon after that because people were ruthless to me. And yeah, I had seen you experiencing this, but you really don't understand what it's like until it's actually you going through it yourself and getting the comments and the hate yourself. That was my first therapy session. You would have thought that my first therapy session, you would have thought I would have talked about all this other shit. My first therapy session, I said, I'm really stressed about like trolls, and she's like huh and she was like okay before we address the trolls tell me your life story and i did that and she was like oh, 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 oh. Uh, 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 she's like so the. but the trolls i'm like yeah but the trolls she's like
0: so you're telling me all this shit has happened in your life and you're coming to me first session and you want to talk about internet trolls you're like yeah, yeah. how does that make you feel thinking about that now
1: like fuck them that led like, they had that much influence and weight on my like happiness and my life and like delayed me from like opening up my other more important stuff because I had to focus on like their like bullying. But on like a real note for context, if people haven't listened to the season finale that we did last season, um I opened up how my sophomore year of college, my dad committed suicide and I had never gone to therapy for it. I had never professionally discussed it with anyone I had been like dissociating it my entire life and because these internet trolls were like bullying me so intensely like my first my first few therapy sessions I couldn't even like even like comprehend like going down the route of like mourning my own father because I was being bullied so intensely like these people were literally just like kicking me while I was on the ground and the fucked up thing Lauren that made me so
0: angry i remember the week that we released that episode and you just had an influx of people being honestly there were so many genuine people being like holy fuck thank you but
1: then you found that maybe that week people were a little nicer yeah to you. i was getting messages from people like hey like i'm a reddit user and like i'm not gonna lie like i was one of those people who were bullying you and like now knowing what you're going through like i want to say sorry fuck you Fuck you, because I didn't change a single thing that I was doing. I shared an aspect of, like, my trauma, and now you feel bad about bullying me. I was that same person the entire time. You were bullying the girl with the dead dad the entire <laughs> right. time. and I didn't just, change anything. Right. And now you feel some sense of compassion. Fuck you. You don't know what anyone is ever going through. Don't bully people. Don't bully people. Dude, it's true. It's like you... The fact that it took you
0: telling a traumatic event for people to be like oh maybe I should be nice to her it you, it shouldn't take you having to open no, up no it trauma. shouldn't take that at
1: all people should just not fucking bully people on the internet unfollow me looking back on this like the social media experience that was like the first time in my life like I had officially been bullied
0: can you walk me through that evolution in relationship with getting bullied and how it's affected you
1: i remember super bowl sunday there was this one guy who for months and months and months everything i posted was saying horrible shit to me and he wasn't the only one like there were a lot of people at that point like dming me like fuck you like fuck you you have no personality like get off the internet like I never had my nails done like even now like I have one nail missing okay. and like I'd post like a picture of like my hand in it and it'd be like that's disgusting like why don't you go get your f- nails done like commenting on like the smallest shit like one time I remember I posted like a picture of like my suitcase like when I was packing something and they are like you're so disgusting and dirty that like you don't put your shoes in a separate bag before putting them in your suitcase like personal attacks on like everything I was I can't even imagine like you oh yeah personal like attacks like everything I was like doing in like life I remember Super Bowl Sunday I snapped and like started like snapping back at this guy and I just remember the feeling being like it was so much like anger of like how like i just like couldn't wrap my head like around i had literally never been bullied before like it wasn't like growing up like in middle school like i learned like i never had like i never sat with that feeling of like wow some people are just miserable and mean in the world and like don't let them get to you and like don't let them like show their winning by like i had never gone through that experience right so i'm 26 sitting with you on super bowl sunday had a few drinks and i'm like i can't like wh- I can't imagine like I can't conceptualize someone just being that mean for no like I had never done anything to you unfollow me stop yeah like leave me alone page. like I just like literally couldn't wrap my head around it and I had this such like like reflexive response of like stop leave me alone like I'm like wanting to like hurt them because they were hurting me like the most like instinctual like response cause like I had never experienced before and it fucking hurt and it sucked
0: what happened after you responded to him
1: he like that pissed him off even more and he ended up taking it to the point of like no longer like we're interacting in like my instagram dms like he started harassing me in like other aspects that like i'm not even gonna get into
0: i remember that
1: yeah that was horrible that was so bad it was on a tuesday And you had an episode that wasn't edited yet. And I was sobbing. And we called my mom. And we called your mom. We were on the phone with your mom for like three hours. hours. and I was sobbing. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This is horrible. Like.
0: I also want to say for you and your defense, because I can see people, people say it to me. People say it to, I'm sure. You it's have a responsibility too. when you have a platform. One, that and two, just turn it off. Like, just don't read it. Just don't read it. You have to understand Getting these followers. You just started by saying like it was the craziest dopamine feeling like you your body oh no so
1: I can answer this question from like a neuroscience perspective because I was like hit us yeah I'll hit you with it because I was like I want to read about this and like love it yeah but like it literally is like basic like behaviorism classic back to this uh the dogs the Pavlov's dogs and the rats in the cage the Skinner box but like positive and negative reinforcement positive reinforcement when I get positive comments negative reinforcement when I get negative comments the positive comments are far out weighing the negative comments when I get the positive comments dopamine I feel good so I'm having more dopamine rush so I want to keep doing this thing that's potentially going to have a positive effect and like a positive feeling for me it sounds backwards but you would think like oh once like you have a certain number of negative comments like you want to stop but like the research shows like even if it's It's like an unpredictable like reinforcement schedule that even pushes you to want it more because like your brain's not picking up a pattern and it's searching for a pattern. And I can see
0: like you're saying the amount of dopamine you're getting from the positive. The minute you see a negative, you're going to then go back into the DMs and refresh to look for a positive to bring you back to like equilibrium and not feeling like shit. Exactly.
1: On top of like rationalization that like, oh, it doesn't actually affect me. Like I'm not actually upset by that. That's where
0: it's so frustrating when people say that. When you're putting yourself on a public platform, there's moments where you're vulnerable, Lauren. And I'm sure there's been moments where you used to post on social media something and immediately you go to the DMs to check, like, do I have the right pulse on that? Like, was that funny? Mm -hmm. Was that cute? Mm -hmm. Do I Mm -hmm. look good? And so the reason we have Instagram and we have social media is literally to prove something for public approval.
1: And validation.
0: Validation. So it's like You posting something, you're not going to just be like, I don't care. I'm just going to look away. Like, even since I turned off my comments and my likes, like, I admit, I definitely still look at my DMs. It's not that I'm completely stripped of the experience of getting feedback and validation.
1: And if it's out there, it's so hard. It's like, it's like the, like the forbidden fruit. Like, how do you like, not yeah, it's like out there and it's existing, you know, it's there and like people are, and it also it's about you yeah how do you not look when you know
0: hundreds of people are in a little box that you can press on and there's an opinion about you how do you not and click you can that? do it
1: in secret and private like yeah like all right I'm gonna look at my phone like oh you know I'm not looking at dms I'm not reading anything I'm fine yeah. but like meanwhile like in bed at night like I'm opening it and I'm reading it and I'm letting it like affect me
0: so you have this experience with this guy which I remember so vividly yeah was there a breaking point ever, like, after that guy? Like, did it continue to affect you?
1: I was making so many strides in other aspects of my life that was, like, it was feeding my, like, rationalization with myself that, like, I'm so great right now. Like, these trolls aren't going to affect me. Like, they're not going to bring me down. Like, they're not hurting me. And, like, kept rationalizing it. And, like, I even had, like, like, my best friends in Chicago being, like, at certain points, like, are you sure? Like, I don't get how, like, that doesn't affect you, like... You know, like it has to have some effect on you. And I was like, no, no, I'm like really great right now. Like,
0: got it. So you were trying to rationalize.
1: And the thing that was the like catalyst of me deleting my social media was the fucking iPhone notifications where it tells you your screen time. Elaborate. Um, One morning I got a notification and it said my weekly screen time for that week was six hours and 45 minutes. And five of those hours were averaging on social media. That's almost a night's sleep. Literally. I literally wanted to throw up and throw my phone across the room.
0: When you realized that, did you immediately bring it up to your therapist?
1: Yes. And her reaction surprised me. Okay. She was like, I didn't realize social media was that big a part of your life. Oh. Oh, So I (laughs) guess subconsciously I've been like not really telling you everything about this social media thing. Because I guess subconsciously I knew that like I probably should delete it.
0: It is really concerning that we're looking at something for that long that's literally not real. And then it's like, so how does that affect your mental health? And also how does that affect your real life? It
1: affects so, it's wild. I feel like I'm like part of a social experiment right now. Well, that is what I'm excited and, to get into. And it feel like it's, I feel like it has affected like every aspect of my life. Take a guess. What is my What is my weekly screen time like around nowadays?
0: Oh my God like two hours
1: an hour and a half and like of the hour and a half an hour of that is like text messaging so like I'm like having like right. conversations with like my family and like right real people right not right. like random people I know on the internet wow the hours and the day after deleting it were a little freaky and like scary to me honestly because of like the things I was realizing how much a part of my life it had become like I literally had like phantom social media finger like I would instinctively without thinking unlock my phone and my Instagram wasn't on like my first home page it was on like my third home page and you know I thought that would like maybe check it less um we always think that and I multiple times without even thinking would unlock my phone scroll to that third page and go to click where the Instagram icon used to be and I'd be like, what the actual fuck? I'm opening the app without even purposely consciously thinking to open the app. Wow. And that was terrible. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. People joke like machines are controlling us. I'm like, oh my gosh, Instagram has taken control of my thumb. And like, literally, <laughs> like but you're sitting on the couch, fully cognizant
0: of the fact that you just deleted social media. Yes. And then all of a sudden you my pick up your phone. My is going
1: to where it used to be on my hand, my phone how long did that last <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like i'm still doing it
1: yeah um probably like a few days wow and like in that like few day period there would be like times where like i'd be doing something and be like oh this is like a really pretty view or this is a cool thing let me post a story of it and i'm like well fuck the, it's almost like
0: withdrawals
1: yeah a little bit like a little bit withdrawals and like it that took a lot of like introspective moments of like hitting those like deeper questions and like going to therapy and like I was ju- I was journaling this stuff okay. and I would like be like I was doing this and I wanted to post it and like I would tell my therapist like, I'm like trying to like unpack classic Unpacked. let's unpack this Lauren yeah yep. I'm like unpacking those moments and like kind of realizing it, like that's when like we kind of coined that term like the party trick that had gone too far like it was bleeding a little bit more into like like my identity a little bit okay like I live in Chicago like Instagram is like not really a thing and like I became like the girl with the Instagram
0: and so you're meeting your new friends in Chicago and you're trying to build a life Life. and then it's bleeding into Into that
1: and like I'm like that's not who I am like that's not like that's not what I want my life here to be right and like it kind of then at that point I'm like ah get away like I hate like get away get away get away like I don't want this right That's really interesting
0: too because, like, at one point you used to be like posting, like, you're at the bar and you're at like, and so people knew your every move. Yeah. And now, not being on social media, like, do you feel at times like still like really disconnected or no?
1: That first week was interesting. And like, I leaned into it with my fucking godsend of a therapist yes. and like unpacked like every little like I felt like a little sad here I felt a little like whoa what the fuck is going on here like why did I feel an urge to post this or like was it meaning that I'm lonely was it meaning that like xyz so, like I was like kind of like exploring all those things with my therapist and then like after kind of like a week of like intensive social media like introspective with my therapist it hit a point where I'm like whoa my life just feels like quieter and like I felt like this piece of like the sense of like serenity and like peace and like quietness and like silence and I'm like I love that no one knows what I'm doing I love that I know that no one else is doing unless I ask them what they're doing and that was kind of like this like unveiling of this new like superpower I'm like holy shit I fucking love this and I never want to have social media again I'm jealous you already know that yeah
0: um I'm interested for you to try to really paint the picture of what you mean
1: by this quietness. I'm glad you asked that because I think that's like my favorite part out of all of this. And I'm trying to think like, what is something like what's a feeling that describes this quietness that someone can relate to? Oh, you know, when you go to like a spa or like anywhere and you get a massage. A massage. A massage. <laughs> you get a massage. And you silence your phone for an hour however long the massage is and you put it away. And the lights are off. The tranquil music's playing. And like you're just like in a different world for an hour. And like you come back from this massage and like you have no idea at all what's been going on in the outside world for that past hour. That is what I feel on a day-to-day basis like to a large degree. I don't even like know what to say that I'm
0: like drooling. I'm like, <laughs> wow, it seems good over there. And
1: I feel like people are going to be like, Oh, well, like you had 200,000 follow like 200,000 people like viewing your life. But like, I still think it applies to like, oh, totally to, like anyone. Like if you it's not co- even like, it's not even like people having access to my life. Like I get it. People could be like, well, I don't really post that much, but like it goes for like, What we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, like viewing, viewing, and having access to like people all over the world, all across the country. It's not natural. People, models, influencers, that random person who you had one class with, that random person you had that one job with. Like, It, it. You're so right,
0: and this is something that I have been thinking about. It's like
1: we are fully being influenced by. A pretty that's the unnatural b- yes. amount of stimuli yes. and like storylines and people and like and know. what ifs and comparisons yes. and like your brain is just like taking that all in and like subconsciously like every action you do you have all that like wrapped in the back of your mind and I feel like I've just like cleared out the trash oh. <laughs> in my brain <laughs> fucking trash yeah baby. and like cleared out that like trash folder and like I'm just cruising down the highway you cruise down the freeway yeah <laughs> I was waiting for that one I was talking to my mom about
0: it because I, whenever I'm having, um, a lower moment with my relationship to social media, I'll talk to Lori and my mom made such a good point where she's like, you need to understand that there's no reciprocity with regard to social media. And what she means by that is it's not a two, it's not really a two way street as much as you're like, well, I post and then they like it. And then they post it. No, it's like, You are being fully influenced by this thing. Mm -hmm. And in order to have any chance of control over your life, you need to be cognizant of the control and you need to decide how you want to use it as opposed to how it uses you.
1: Exactly. And I think there's like this like baseline level of anxiety that we all carry around social media, whether it be how people perceive us, whether it be FOMO, whether it be comparison, whether it be like self judgment and self criticism one of any of those things, a combination, all of them, right. like you carry that. Do you feel though? Like I think everyone would want Lighter, know, yes. Lighter, amazing. I may have gained weight, but I feel lighter post Thanksgiving.
0: Oh! <laughs> Dude, I want to know. No, you look amazing, but I did want to <laughs> ask you. Look, loser. I, I, loser. <laughs> Fucking losers. I did want to ask you, because I feel like everyone listening would be like, yeah, but like, don't you just feel like just so then like not... A part of like the world and like in the know, like
1: in regards to like current events and news, or in regards to like what my close friends are doing, or w- in regards to what like my extended social circle. See that you already just answered it.
0: That it may, everyone think about that. Like, what do you really consume when you're like, on social are media? I,
1: like, right, and news articles. Like, right, Instagram is not like an
0: official news source. Right, and so that's why I'm saying like, if I really, I just asked you that, and I can now almost answer it myself of like, what do we really consume when we're on TikTok and we're on Instagram? We're consuming other like influencer kids that we don't fucking know. And it's not like you're actually like you're not missing out if you remove yourself from that.
1: I might be like one pop culture reference or two behind these days, but like I'm That's chilling. endearing. Yeah. That's fun on a <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the fun stuff of like How the fuck
0: has your life changed since deleting this shit?
1: Yes. But before we do that, I think we should close out the troll chapter. The trolls. The trolls. Um, That is also a huge aspect of this quietness. Yeah. These people just don't have access to my life anymore. And like in my mind, they literally like have ceased to exist. Like these people have been like in my mind, I'm referencing the Marvel movie. um, Oh, God. Uh, not Endgame. Uh, oh no! Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh no! What's the one before Endgame? She's obsessed with Marvel. Oh, my gosh. oh my <laughs> it's honestly gosh.
0: killing me. I could be less interested I in Marvel. I am
1: dying. What is Avengers? What is before Endgame? Oh my God! Am I even a real Marvel fan? Well, the one where half the world just goes poof and they cease to exist. Okay. All the Reddit people have just gone poof and they've ceased to exist in my mind. And I think that it when you kind of say it like that
0: too, because I do have like we can shit on them all day, but I do when you say what you just went through like to all of the time that now they have spent trolling you and and shitting on you and coming after you like now you're gone and so now they're just on to the next person but it is crazy to think about like how much time did they spend trolling you that like i would urge you if you're one of those people like what do you have to show for that in your life? Like all that time. Now Lauren's gone.
1: Let's like even open up the conversation more like beyond just like my personal trolls. Yeah. Like trolls in general, internet bullying, hate following someone. Yeah. The innocent thing of like someone posts something and you deem it to your friend. Oh my gosh, look what they just posted. Right. Like shocker. I was reading something because I have all this free time now. Not the Bible. Not the Bible. <laughs> I was reading um this book. Five or seven arguments for deleting social media. I read this after I deleted it. And, like, there's one part was talking about, like, social media usage, like, shapes your brain to, like, be more judgmental. And, like, that's, like, your snap reaction is to judge people and, like, size them up and, like, criticize them. Because, like, that's how you view social media. You view social media with a critical lens and, like, find a flaw. And, like, you're training your brain. Like, that's how I want to observe and, like, analyze and think about things. So
0: what would you say to people that are being negative on the internet. Is that really how you want to like view the world? Oh my God. We're getting philosophical. (laughs) Philosophical. What about also like comparing it almost to your
1: social media usage? Yeah. Yeah. Like I would view it to like that. Like, is it making you happier? Is it making you a better person? What? I guess I'll just urge you to like, look at your trolling the way I looked at my social media usage. Like, what is it really masking? Yeah. And I like, I urge you to sit in that quietness and see what you find about yourself.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe but still feeling like you got nothing to wear? Well, gather around Daddy Gang com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to Saks.com to shop for everything on your agenda. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Daddy Gang, what are your plans for the summer? I want to probably sign up for a couple excursions with Matt to really put myself out there, do something I don't usually do. But when you want something, you got to just go for it. And that applies when you're hiring for your business. Zip Recruiter can help you snag the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And luckily, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash daddy. Got your eye on a rock star candidate. ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. So amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter, daddy gang, and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy to try it for free right now again that's ziprecruitercom slash daddy ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire
1: let's raise the roof let's get high
0: let's get high and let's talk about the the positives and the fun shit and like what the fuck have you been doing since not having social, social media. media
1: i was noticing that it changed what i was wearing because like every time i go out i'd post So I'd be like, fuck, I posted in that outfit. Like, even if it was just a story, like, I have to wait a few weeks to wear it again. The first weekend, not having social media, I wore the exact same outfit out Friday and Saturday. It was just a plain tank top from Forever 21 that I love. makes me feel great. And my favorite pair of, like, Madewell jeans, the most simple outfit. And I wore it Friday and Saturday.
0: Because you felt great in it. I felt
1: great. And I wasn't like, oh, I posted in this. Like, I can't wear it two nights in a row. The fact that that is like
0: a thing a thing that you wouldn't even notice. Yeah. But now you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I get to wear my favorite outfit whenever the fuck I want yeah. because the only people that are going to see it, I'm going out with, even if you were going out with the same group both them. I nights, went out with the same group, but no one they don't fucking a fuck. care. They're my
1: best friends. No one, literally no yeah. one cares.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. What else?
1: Um, My personality, I'm very, very like outgoing and extroverted and like I can like be with people 24 seven and like don't really feel like I like need a break. Right. I'd be like. Alex, Alex. Let, let me let me know whenever works for you like I know you need some alone time but like if I'm out here in case you you know
0: I love it though um you get me out of my hole. yeah
1: um but I noticed it was just like easier to like be alone and like because like I wasn't sitting alone on my couch, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through everyone's uh, scrolling through the feed, scrolling through the stories. TikTok. Like, TikTok, if I was alone, I was watching a movie and like my phone was charging across the room. If I was, and like, I didn't know what anyone else was doing unless I was like, Explicitly like Texting them Like if I'm alone Like why do I need to be like What are you doing right now I remember Like that sounds so weird Like I'm sitting alone But let me go text someone And ask them what they're doing So I can compare Me being alone on my couch To like whatever Fun Like why would you ever Put yourself in that situation You I forget when we were talking And you That's why I was like Oh my god
0: you need to if you're down say this on the pod because it's so interesting when you brought that example up to me it was like you look back at a lot of the shows and the tvs and like the movies or the books you were reading or watching and you felt like i look back and now i'm realizing like i wasn't even paying attention to half the shit i was doing because there's certain movies i'm
1: like wait i know i watched that but like how did that end again because you were on your
0: phone (laughs) yeah and when you told me it was one night that you were like didn't have your phone literally while you were on the couch, like having a you night and a Saturday night, someone had called you and was like, "Yeah,
1: someone called me on a Saturday night and like I was staying in the Saturday night, which was so much easier to do because I wasn't looking at social media. Right. And someone called me and they're like, Hey, like we're out right now. Like, do you want to come meet us at this bar? And I was so content with the movie I was watching and you didn't have social media media to to see like oh what she's doing is fun she told me they were at this bar but like I hadn't been watching all this group out on social media all night so like when I made the decision do I want to go out and meet them or not it was solely based on like am I having more fun enjoying myself on my couch or do I want to leave and go be with people and I was like no I want to stay right here and like I wasn't using anything else to like influence my decision based on like what do I want to do right now and like I stayed in and And had you
0: been looking at that story
1: I think it would have been a lot harder. to have been like, Oh fuck maybe I'll just go for like an hour and like have a drink and like, like it looks like there's fun people yeah. there and like,
0: they look like they're f- having fun. Yeah, like, I don't want
1: to miss out. Like, Oh, it looks like like a lot of people are there tonight. And
0: then you had a great night alone with yourself.
1: Yeah. And like, Oh, we, speaking of being alone, we, we've talked about like how I've been like going to dinners alone more. So proud. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but going to dinner alone with social media and without social media is a very, very different experience. Like when you're going to dinner alone before, I will not lie. I was sitting there alone and like, I was aware I was doing this and I was like, oh, this is probably feels like cheating, but like yeah. you can't help it if you're sitting alone like scrolling through social media. But now when I go to dinner, like when I go to dinner alone, like I don't have anything to scroll through. Right. Like and like I'm not gonna just going to sit there and like text. Text. Like that seems like okay. Like yeah. At, like but like when you're actually alone at dinner with like your own thoughts, like I remember I was watching, who was I? I was listening to some podcast. Sorry, cheating on you. Oh my God. Um, I was listening to Amanda Knox. Oh okay. There you go. Um, and she was saying based on like her prison experience, like being alone with your own thoughts versus like being alone. And like, if you're alone watching TV, if you're alone and reading something, your thoughts are interacting with someone else's thoughts. So like, oh, are you technically alone? No. So like going to dinner alone and like literally like I'm sitting there and like at first I was like this is weird like I'm literally sitting here like what do I think about right and I a good exercise that I did was I was like okay what do I want to talk about in therapy this week oh that's and a then good that kind of like shaped my thoughts because it is really weird to like literally be sitting there and being like. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. And I,
0: I was going to ask you for advice for people. I'm sure there are people listening being like, I've never gone to dinner alone. Lauren, how do you do it?
1: So I like, I guess like, even if you don't, aren't in therapy, I was like, what do I want to talk about in therapy this week? Right. And like that kind of made me like evaluate my week and like, kind of like think about like how like it was almost like like journaling in my head kind
0: of. I, I was about to say even say you're non-therapy so say you're sitting there and like if there's something that's been bothering you with your partner yeah. or a friend or something that like you had a great week and you want to just like take a minute to reflect on it as corny as it sounds yeah. like just forcing yourself to have a private thought within yourself is like very powerful yeah. because it's like such an exercise for your brain to do within yourself. It's
1: interesting to see like when no one's listening or like when you're not with anyone or like nothing's influencing you or you're not saying it to someone. Like your mind will go places because you know you're not being judged.
0: Exactly. And, like and then,
1: will, you'll like you'll realize things that like oh like, maybe I wasn't letting myself like go there. And if, don't you feel like closer to yourself? Yeah, and like. I'm not sitting there for like the entire dinner like deep in like <laughs> let me analyze my life like I zone out and I people watch too like people watching is fucking fun right absolutely I would ask you I think like are you more present with your friends when you're out oh my gosh there's been so many instances where like I've been like at a bar with people and like I look around and I'm like wait everyone's scrolling on their phones right now I'm like that, not no shade that definitely used to be me right but like it's fun not no it's it's interesting because like if a conversation hits a lull i'm not gonna pick up my phone and scroll right i'll like be fine like sitting like being in silence like if i'm in a group and like the conversation shifted and currently no one's talking to me like i'm not gonna pick up my phone i'll like bop to the music I'll people watch yeah. i'll let my mind wander to like random thoughts like it makes you like more aware of like what's going on around you right yeah because it's not like oh like present. things are weird like let me like put my phone in my like my nose in my phone and like go into that world it's like no let me stay in this world and like be in it and be
0: present yeah have a your concept
1: ha, what a concept I would want to ask you I speaking of that my mom because I would be posting so much my mom would like have tabs that like yes. I was still alive and kicking and like now she's a little more paranoid if I don't text her back fast she's like hey Larry, just give like you you go over there just like let me know like otherwise I have no idea like oh my where God. you are like what you've been doing
0: that is one thing with our parents I feel like they love the social because like I know my mom is my biggest stalker like and she has no like shame about it but like it is probably difficult for them if like you stop posting your mom's probably like wait do-.
1: I was also like concerned like am I gonna like stop taking pictures like am I just gonna have like no documentation of these years of my life and like have like a void of like like memories but that hasn't been the case like because my mom is like hey I want to know what you're doing I literally like my friends laugh at me and they joke now and they're like oh is this going for your mom I'm like wait guys let's take a quick picture it literally is for my mom but like that's like the perfect memory I remember you talking about that it's the perfect buffer because i'm not being like okay let's take this six times like or like i'm like i just want to capture this moment of me enjoying myself with my friends yes i'm gonna send it to my mom makes my mom happy and like oh i am happy to like look back and have this photo that was purely based on like this was a good time and like, let's just make a little note of this and it's like you can look like shit exactly you could look beautiful exactly. it literally doesn't matter Nope. the moment yes. still happen. the moment still happen.
0: and it's cool to have the picture just for yourself and yeah. not for random humans to prove that you went to the bar that night who gives a fuck yeah um I think a lot of people would be interested and we're not also telling anyone like what you're what you should or shouldn't do but hearing from you of like how the fuck is this affecting your dating life because when people don't have (laughs) social media on dating apps I feel like it's like you're a serial killer
1: or a catfish
0: yes which you're neither of
1: no I'm not a serial killer and I'm not a catfish I would like I would say you're not um I haven't been on Hinge since deleting social media.
0: Okay.
1: And I'm in a unique situation before where like if I would match with someone on Hinge, like I didn't have my last name on Hinge and I didn't have my Instagram connected to my Hinge. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want them to Google me. Yes. And like. Yes. Yeah. See these fucking random articles about me on the internet before like going on a date with me. Smart. So like this is actually like a little beneficial to me because people, if they, if perchance like there's, I've gone on dates. A decent amount Where like people Have like found my Instagram Before we got on the date And they like, have these like Preconceived notions Of yeah. me um, But recently A friend was like Can I give A friend of a friend of a friend Your phone number Like I think you guys Like should go like Go out and grab a drink and Right I'm like, Sure And the person texted me um, Last week And they were like Hey, so like I was given your number and like, I hear you're a great person, but like, I know nothing about you. I think it's kind of interesting and cool. You don't have social media,
0: right? Like, here we go. We're starting from a complete blank slate. Like, no know nothing. I was like,
1: wait, this is kind of cool. Like, this guy knows nothing about me besides like what I tell him and then like what he'll make the, like what he'll make assumptions. Yeah. From when he sees me in person and interacts with me human to human.
0: Do you regret going on public?
1: Uh, that's a great question um and I've had this conversation before because I think in like there's always this like what if yeah and especially moving to LA I was exposed to this like Instagram world and like I think it's a it's kind of I don't know if powerful is necessarily the right necessarily the right word but I think it is like a part of my like life journey to be like I've dipped my toe into that water I've had a glance into that life into that world and to be like no I don't want it I think it's just like another experience to say like it validates the way like I want to go with my life if that makes sense I
0: think that's (laughs) that's a great answer I literally how often do I say to you like I'm so jealous yeah
1: and you would say that before I deleted my Instagram you're like I fucking want to delete it I'm like you can't really do you want to but now I'm like oh shit you get it. I, I'm waiting for you to join the other side. Now <laughs> that you've
0: done it, and the conversations we have, and how healthy you seem, and I know you are, and how like much happier, and like the word lighter is actually a thing. Like, like
1: lighter, and like my life is just like quieter. Quieter. Like Sunday scaries are
0: whatever you make it to, to be, be for yeah. yourself.
1: Uh-huh. Is there anything you
0: miss about it?
1: I miss the memes. Do
0: you want me to start sending you
1: memes? Yeah, you want to start. You to start sending. I'll me just memes? like text. You yeah, memes. text me memes. Like there'll be mornings, like this past weekend, like when all my friends were together. Like I knew people were posting Instagram stories of like us doing things, and like we'll we all had like we all had a sleepover. And Saturday morning, I was like, "Can I see your Instagram story? Yeah, like what's going on? Yeah, what do I look like? Yeah, and exactly. Um, and like that was kind of like a ooh like. This, is this bad? Like, can I see your Instagram story? I'm like, wait, like, I'm not, uh, like, y- an <laughs> addict. Like, I can, like, look at an Instagram <laughs> your, on a phone. Yes. <laughs> You're
0: already like, okay, now I need to go download it. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, oh, my gosh. I forgot about this. Um, a, like, three weeks ago, maybe it was? Yeah, I think three weeks ago. Um, I was out with a small group, and they were like, why don't you just make, like, a burner account? Like, don't you feel like you don't know what's going on in, like, your close friend's life? Like, do you feel, like, a little, like, in the dark? Um. And I was like, I guess I can make a burner account. Like and like I had kinda set some rules for myself, like with making the burner account. I was like, I'm not gonna post any stories. Right. Like I'm just gonna like if I do like a big life if I like have something big happens, like I'll post about it or like right. I'm just gonna watch people's um, and I also read an article recently that that's the most dangerous type of Instagram usage when like, you only watch stuff and don't post stuff
0: yeah you're not like active you're like passive yeah. user or is that
1: is that that know? was Eileen yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, the voyeuristic yeah, like, yeah, like yeah 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 that is kind of scary if you think about so, yeah, it I listen to you. even even thank you <laughs> and like I made it with like my close friend and it was like a it was like a burner thing and at first I was like barely checking it and then like I was Following just my close friends and like I realized like well one my close friends don't actually post that much right and like two I kind of already know what everyone's up to like when it's when all like the noise is out of the Instagram I'm not following like the Instagram models or celebrities or those random people from like a job that I had in high school that like aren't your friends, friends anymore, anymore like I had a pretty good pulse on like what my actual friends are doing. And like, I was like, I don't need this. And like, that was like really, gr- it was a great moment. I'm like, wow, I made the best decision.
0: Wow. That's pretty incredible that you ended up like re downloading to then again, just be like, I don't need it. Yeah. What do you think is the most toxic thing about social media?
1: I think comparison. I was about to say that. Yeah, same Yeah. Comparison.
0: Yeah. Of something that's not probably real.
1: Yeah. And like it just like it robs you of like your own present experience.
0: <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> my God. Um, has your relationship to your body and self image changed since prior to like having Instagram?
1: Oh, it's funny you ask that because <laughs> I don't just say I don't really think about my body often. But like <laughs> <laughs>
0: why is it so funny i don't really think about my bod
1: um but i didn't realize i followed like a ton of like the instagram models and like the kendall jenner's love her great body but like i didn't realize that i was subconsciously like being like oh i want that i want that and like i want to wear the crop top and like i've never like really like I like go through phases where like I like work out and then like if I like don't work out for a few weeks like I don't really stress about it too much but I didn't realize I kind of was stressing about it like even if I was going through these like weeks of like like a week or two of like not working out because I was like on a trip or just like extra busy with work that week I'd be like fuck like I feel guilty I didn't work out today because I was like having those Instagram models in my mind And like now that I don't see them if I don't work out I'm like I know that I'm still healthy oh wow that's so like
0: you're the fact that you're saying that yeah you it's had like a this very unconscious
1: thing like a body, body image like, yeah
0: based off of yeah. what you were seeing yeah that was gearing you towards wanting to maybe do a workout so you could try to attain something yeah because i like
1: unconsciously like had that image of like the crop top girls in the back of my mind and being like oh like i do want to look like that or like oh like if i do post something i do want to look skinny right do you ever think you'll get back on? Like as like a burner account or like the big one? I guess answer both.
0: <laughs>
1: the big one. <laughs> the big one. The big Kahuna. Yeah. The only moment that like I was like, "Oh, look, I wish I had the big one recently was <laughs> I went <to laughs> I went to a cheese class on Sunday and um it was this really small local cheese shop and the guy was a complete gym and he was talking about like supporting like the local cheesemongers and like the local cheese business. And I was like, man, like I really wish that like I had my platform to like shout out this like amazing small business. <laughs> Lauren, that is the most
0: genuine, nice, kind thing. Like what the fact that you're like this
1: cheesemonger? Like I Like I really wish I could have like been like this was a boosted great- him up. Yeah. Um, I'll post him. Yeah, I'll send him to you. Okay, great, great. (laughs) I'm like in honor of Lauren's
0: cheese addiction. Wow. Okay. The big
1: one. The big one. Like that's not my career trajectory. Yeah. And like, if it's not, like, sell it. Can you do that? Yes. We'll talk about it. Oh. Um. The big one? No. Like the big one. Like if anyone, I'm holding myself accountable to a lot of people right now. (laughs) If anyone sees me get on the big one, be like Lauren. (laughs) abort 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 (laughs) literally daddy you can see the dm you are like lauren what are you doing (laughs) yeah lauren what's happening oh god crisis
0: okay interesting but a burner
1: a burner like maybe i would put like restrictions on it like i do the thing where like i'm not gonna post stories Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna like fuck it might be the fucking voyeuristic one just because like i don't want to miss like people getting in engaged and like having babies like i don't i think it was just like general like i think it's more along the lines of like oh like i don't want to like accidentally like be like a bad friend. a bad friend to people and like not know what's going on in people's lives but that takes us to another conversation that article that you discussed with hannah and paige i read it oh <laughs> okay um the atlantic one yeah about friendship and about yeah. how social media keeps friendships on life support yes and like I've like noticed now like who are like my like 20 like people versus like who are those people who are like skirting along the outskirts right. <laughs> but the thing
0: is is like I think the people fear that they're going to miss something if they're not on social media like miss but,
1: like a party or like an event but, or but like then think a li- about
0: that if they're actually your friend no you're not if your friend gets engaged or has a child if they don't text you about it that's not actually your friend <laughs> yeah. if you had to find out that your friend had a child I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and say that's not your homie but if like you maybe okay if maybe if someone had a reunion with a friend that you're like, oh my God, wait, you still talk to that person? Like, I don't know, just like a little random thing that happens that maybe would have been a cute, quick conversation starter. Yes. You may miss those moments. You know what I did miss
1: out on? What? I was a few hours, like, like five hours late to the game to realize Kravis got engaged.
0: (laughs) Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Lauren, if
0: that is all you're missing, I was at a bar and people were talking
1: about it. I'm like, they're engaged. They're like, how did you not know that? I'm like, oh shit oh shit you know that's actually probably
0: the main reason to stay off the fact that you were not privy to information right when it hit like you are one of the lucky ones you are literally one of the few that are so lucky to not be overburdened with though the amount of posting that they've done you're not missing anything literally i
1: need like a sip of water this is a long podcast
0: to people that it's literally mind-boggling to them that you do not have social media can you kind of just wrap it up by your thoughts of this experience or like what we said experiment so far? I'm peaking.
1: (laughs) Good night. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm
0: peaking. Peak
1: alert. Put a peak alert out. I am peaking. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So you
0: really feel like you're peaking. I'm
1: peaking. I'm so happy. Like I think like the the biggest feeling that I feel is just like this, like quietness about like my life and like more, in control of my own life and it's just me and my thoughts In whatever I choose to be <laughs>
0: Wow That's, <laughs>
1: that That's No it's that not corny It's not thing. corny
0: No it's true Dude, Lauren the fact that you just said That you literally used to work out Because you would see pictures Of Kendall Jenner And then have that in the back of your mind And then go to the gym Because of that You are It is it, That is exactly it, no, it, it. it, it is, You're more it, in control it, Yeah
1: And like it sounds like so corny To say I'm more in control of my life And like I'm not saying that like Instagram was like Manipulating me Like the little puppet on a string Like maybe But like It's like, it's all, like On a conscious an unconscious level that I would never have like you can't say it's not affecting you and I would have never have realized it wasn't until I got rid of it.
0: Woo Lauren, you were just phenomenal. And such passion. Like Lauren. I I feel this way. likes Mondays. Am I right? (laughs) We're all sobbing. We're all sobbing, and we're barely getting out of bed on a Monday. But Monday Hair Care is here to flip the script with its award-winning formulas. No more bad hair days, Daddy Gang. Monday Hair Care is turning Mondays into a reason to celebrate good hair, which I love, thank God, with seven new products like a leave-in conditioner, dry shampoo, a curl line, and body wash. And Daddy Gang, every single thing is under $10. Yes. And smell is to die for. Okay. I want my hair smelling like something that Matt wants to be engulfed in. I want him to come up to me and go, oh my God, you smell amazing! Oh my God. (laughs) What is that in your hair? So daddy gang, reclaim the week with Monday at all leading retailers. Visit mondayhaircare.com to find a stockist near you.